0: well good day and welcome to commerce today it is uh great to have my regular co-host back josh is back with us today my name is darren as always and we're very excited to have you here uh as you might have noticed josh made it a more dramatic entrance to our uh commerce today podcast we want to wish our uh wonderful broadcast engineer monica well she's not feeling at the top of her uh top of the game today and so uh we had to do this on our own so have grace. May the force be with us. And with that, the, uh, the great excitement is the 2024 retail frontier. And I got to do the radio voice. Shifting omni-channel strategy. So this is big-time stuff. Josh, welcome back.
1: Thanks. It's good to be back and good to start off the my broadcast year, at least, with a couple interesting articles out of Practical E-Commerce and Bloomberg for this uh, episode.
0: Well, all right. So... As I mentioned to you pre, pre-show that I was told Omnichannel was old and you don't use the word and it's all, yeah, all that. However, comma, it appears that there are some new immersive and emergent technologies that are out there that really start to change the game. So, with that, as uh, as once said in a movie, talk to me, Goose.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, it's funny. Omnichannel is one of those terms. It's like e-commerce For years, people in the industry have been saying, well, we should drop the E. It's all just commerce, but it's one of those terms. It's convenient. It sticks around. Omnichannel is the same way. It's it's basically just commerce at this point, but we still use that term because it is useful to kind of understand that we're talking about combining different channels all into one unified customer experience. And today, uh, it's interesting we get to talk about some things like augmented reality that for many, many years were talked about, but seemed like, oh, five years, 10 years, and now I think it's more like, well, how many days until the Vision Pro releases? Exactly, so, yeah. so yeah, nine days till I get my pre-order in. Um so yeah, augmented reality fitting rooms are probably the biggest thing um, that we're seeing at for a omni-channel shift in 2024. It's expected that the market for those will exceed $3 billion this year.
0: Oh, my goodness. Are you telling the audience that, hey, they need to get spooled up for a augmented reality fitting room?
1: Definitely. Um, either a fitting room or some type of AR experience. Um, there's one brand, uh, Rebecca Minkoff, that they discovered customers are 65% more likely to place an order with them after interacting with a product in AR. So, been talking for a while about how you need to get your assets ready for AR and VR. So if you have those 3D assets ready, maybe you're going to be one of the first people to deploy them on a Vision Pro. You might see a nice little boost in sales. Interesting.
0: And I have to tell you, just literally over the holidays, I got approached with this, the brands that, uh, that are trying to sell you different clothes, but they just say, hey, use your iPhone mm-hmm. and they'll size you and you get the perfect size, perfect fit. And I haven't done it yet, but I did, did look strongly at it. So these are hot. This is, uh, this is definitely something to, uh, to be aware of. And if you're selling uh, any kind of clothing and merchandise like that, it's important. So the next up on all of this is the pop-up shops, brand collections, and, and those kind of things. Tell me a little bit more about those, Josh.
1: Yeah, so I joked a while back that the internet was opening up physical stores. Um, So you saw Amazon opening stores. You saw um, brands like Warby Parker that were online-only opening stores. Then the pandemic happened, and people didn't focus so much on stores. Now it seems like online-only and online-first brands are scaling back a bit. They're not opening tons of their own stores, but what they're doing is pop-up shops, which I think we've joked before mall kiosks. That's what we know them as, but pop-up shops, kiosks, also temporary and permanent store within a store concepts. I honestly think this is what's keeping Kohl's in business is Kohl's has Sephora and a few other brands that basically rent space from them in all of their stores. And I don't know if you've been into a Kohl's lately. I went there just for an Amazon return, actually. And I realized that was there for an Amazon return? There was a Sephora store there selling me things. I never actually really even interacted with the Kohl's brand at all. Interesting.
0: That is, that is interesting. I was going to, the one other piece that, uh, that you had uh, talked to me a bit earlier about was like experiences and events and really those event branding. One of the things I know, at least I saw when we were, gosh, last year at the Adobe conference and everything was in the Formula One world, Williams. And the Williams racing team really taking advantage of race events and being there and being there in force and just at those with those big pop-ups and have those, you know, pop-up shops and those kind of things. So, all right, with all of this fun strategy and, and new influence and everything that's going on, there's some some new things that are happening around that. And how does the economy and how does the overall strategy, how does that affect these things that we're talking about, especially in the Omnichannel.
1: Yeah, so last year was a year of kind of muted investment in Omnichannel. A lot of brands that were kind of looking at the economy, trying to decide what they wanted to do. There's a term that we joked about a bit before the show, but I don't know if you all out there have heard this before, but vibe session. Um, think recession, but vibe session. And that was a term that was coined uh, last year to basically mean, hey, all the economic indicators say the economy is good, Even some of the consumer sentiment surveys look good, but a lot of consumers still had this feeling like, hey, we might be in a recession, even when we weren't. And um, Bloomberg report came back out um, just a few weeks ago that that's finally ending, that consumer sentiment is shifting. Inflation continues to decrease. Uh, One survey showed 13% of Americans are worried their income will decrease in 2024. 19% expected their income to go up. And then 68% said, ah, it'll probably be about the same. So that's a lot better than the same survey a year before. However, there's still some of the really large brands that have, you know, major exposure to big macroeconomic shifts. They're still a little nervous. So um, Walmart, for one, they're closing down around 150 underperforming stores. Wow. They're going to shift all that investment into e-commerce because they have basically said, hey, different parts of the country, some are doing well, some aren't doing as well. E-commerce makes it easier to kind of reach consumers globally. So let's shift our investments in, in that direction as kind of the economy continues to recover. Okay.
0: We're well, kind of keeping going on the theme of shifts in a way. So we talked the shifting economy, but what about just consumer and shopping behaviors and those shifts?
1: Yeah, so more than half of consumers, and this isn't e-commerce consumers, this is all consumers in the U.S., more than half of consumers now use a search engine to research all their purchase decisions, whether they're buying online or offline. So for those uh, holdouts, I guess, you know, welcome to 2005-ish, wherever right, Google yeah. was around. But um, yeah, so searching is becoming more and more common to influence purchasing. Um, trend I'm excited about. 17% of consumers have used ChatGPT specifically, not just generative AI, but ChatGPT help them make a purchase decision and that's only increasing i think that's so cool i think that's so weird but all
0: right keep going keep going <laughs>
1: um <laughs> also platforms and when I say platforms i it, i'm really thinking social media but even google has been doing this they're emphasizing zero click content which basically means whether you're on their website or you're in their mobile app you never click on anything to leave the app or leave the website so think um articles that are posted on LinkedIn instead of getting a link on LinkedIn that takes you to someone's blog. Got it. So platforms, basically platform, it's all about the eyeballs. They want to keep the eyeballs in their site, in their app, not send them out to the retailer site. And that is honestly really changing your social media and SEO strategies. So that's something that's going to continue to shift this year.
0: Yeah, that's some neat stuff. I I still uh, struggle a little bit with the Consumers using Chad G, using the HAL 9000 for, uh, for, for finding their buying decisions. But hey, you do what you got to do, and it's probably crazy the recommendations it might give. So
1: maybe I ought to give it a try. You should. You should. I actually, over the holidays, oh my. <laughs> we have a pull out trash can in our kitchen that never we could never get. It was literally just a pull out drawer, it didn't um, come with a trash can. We put our own trash can in it, we could never get one that would fit quite right. Finally decided, hey, we want two. We want a trash and a recycle. And I just, I was having a hard time with the dimensions. I took a photo and I took a few measurements and I said, hey, chat GPT, I need the perfect products, two different trash cans that will fit in here perfectly, leave no extra room and meet these requirements. It took it about 30 seconds and it had me the exact thing to buy on Amazon.
0: And that's right. something like, that's all it's awesome. That's been
1: a problem for me for like 10 years that I just never took the time to solve. And then I was like, oh, chat GPT can do it. So
0: interesting. Okay. All right. Well, you sold me. Well, next up here as we're, as we're going through the whole omni-channel discussion. So we've talked some shifts in the economy, the shifts in buyer behaviors, consumer behaviors. So what about kind of the organizational changes overall in retail? What does that, what does that look and how is that affecting the whole process?
1: So it's interesting. E-commerce used to be very <clears throat> siloed. E-commerce would be an IT function or a marketing function. Um, I worked with one brand where it was literally a, a guy that in the back room of one of the stores said, hey, I'm going to put a server here and we're going to launch an e-commerce website. And I don't think his bosses even knew what that meant, but it led to what ended up being a hundred million dollar plus e-commerce business. Um then standalone e commerce departments started emerging. People realizing, hey, this isn't IT, this isn't marketing. It needs to work closely with both, but it's something separate. Um, but now the omnichannel retailers are realizing, hey, we don't need a separate silo for e commerce. We want to build e commerce into everything we do, um, have that omnichannel approach. So basically, they're breaking down those silos, and you're seeing basically e commerce roles within just retail operations departments.
0: Okay. Well, that, that definitely adds some add some touches and, and influence into that whole process. So now as we're kind of bringing it all together and and really, as you all have heard what we've shared, now it's kind of, all right, what's those strategies? What are some things that, that you, the e-commerce directors and the the merchants out there that are working with these things, what can you do? What are some strategies that you can do? And as I see the first one up here, I'm not sure that's necessarily oh. the, the top-of-the-line one, Josh, but fire away. This one's all you. All right, so
1: consider the impact of <laughs> AR or VR. So think about how your brand could leverage AR or VR. I think it's different for a store experience versus a, a in-home experience or an online experience. Um, what Darren is joking about is I put in the show notes – Pre-order the Vision Pro headsets. Apple's Vision Pro pre-orders open January 19th. First ones will be delivered February 2nd. Um, You know, jury's still out. How many consumers are actually going to buy this? It's like over $3,000. Some people think it's going to become a niche enterprise product. Um, Apple's doing some interesting things around um, spatial computing. So like video conferencing, even working with large spreadsheets, all sorts of interesting stuff. But... I suspect even if it's a fairly niche market, um, we're going to see a lot of kind of bleeding edge consumers that tend to be the people that spend more money online buying Vision Pro headsets, checking them out, seeing what experiences you can offer. So I would encourage you, if it makes sense for your brand, especially if you already have an app, you really need to be looking at the, the, the development materials for Vision Pro are already out there. You need to already be looking at that. For
0: those of you out there that are listening that, that this even, even resonates with, Josh is your target market. So just have, just in case you're wondering, you already have a target market at least of one to go after. So a couple of the things that I'm not sure if you hit on or not was about the, the content the, and thinking about that zero click content and making sure that keeping people on those pages
1: that, hey, once they're there, don't let them go. Have the content there. Is that, that's Well, and it's even thinking about make sure your marketing, whether it's in-house or external, your SEO efforts, your content efforts, realize that used to, you could post some really great product information in a blog article on your site. Google would send a lot of traffic to it. Well, now you actually need to package that up, put it on YouTube, put it on LinkedIn, put it, the Facebook, the different platforms where it makes the most sense. Um, a lot of B2C retailers, that's going to be looking at Instagram and TikTok make sure your products are there and make sure that people can fully interact with, get all the information they need to really get hooked on that product without having to click a link back to your website. That content's going to perform a lot better and then those people once they get excited enough, will say, well I need to you know I need to click the link in their bio, I need to go to their site, I need to buy this product. Um, yeah, and the other stuff, I was so excited about the vision Pro. Um, also look at where pop-up shops or event- based strategies make sense for your brand. I think sometimes some of the smaller brands that listen think, oh, that's out of our budget. We can't do that. But look at a local partnership. Look at a local retailer, kind of a mom and pop in your own area. Partner with them. Like, start small. This doesn't have to be you're in every Coles in the United States. This could be something small.
0: Well, and I remember, and this has worked, this has worked throughout time and eons, is Think of your product market if you're selling something very, very targeted, but then think of all of the other things that maybe touch, that you touch or can touch. And I think of something that, you know, you love the Vision Pro and are excited about that. There's all those things. I just recently got involved with Pickleball, and you want to talk about just mentioning that. Anyway, social media goes crazy. So it's one of those where maybe you touch it and maybe you can find ways to then utilize that bigger market to then... Draw to your market from a, from that omni channel, and maybe have a pop up store or have a work a partnership with someone that's deeply
1: involved in those areas. So you're saying go sponsor a local pickle pickleball tournament. Yeah, there you
0: go. There go. Could be a pop. Could be an option. All right. Well, hey, we're going to go ahead and land this plane. Want to definitely encourage you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, especially about any and all of our topics. But this one on omni channel, it hits so many different things. And we know, that, we know that you're having fun with it. We know that you're struggling with it. We want to hear about all of that. And especially anything that we didn't have time to hit on or things that are just unique, we'd love to hear from that. And then uh, last but not least, definitely like, click, Ring the bell, whatever it is on the appropriate. Uh, we can
1: tell how much Darren spends yeah, time yeah, watching spend, YouTube videos. Yes, and yeah. <laughs> exactly. All of those groovy
0: things. Thumbs up all our uh, our content. We definitely appreciate that. We appreciate all our listeners. Welcome to 2024 as we kick off. Great having Josh back, although he's going to leave us again uh, briefly. But uh, anyway, as always, we appreciate you, appreciate all your time. And thanks for listening to Commerce Today.